0: Welcome once again to SoCo Chat, a podcast where we discuss all things concerning this beautiful place we call home, the County of Sonoma. I'm your host once again, Paul Gullickson, Communications Manager for the county. And today we're debuting a new feature of SoCo Chat, a roundtable discussion where members of the county communications team and I will be discussing uh, some of the latest news out of the county. This includes uh, press releases, stories out of SoCo Correspondent, the county's newsletter, as well as other uh, stories, items that have been in the news of late. Joining me today are two of our county communications specialists, uh, Dan Verkstis, who is the spokesman for the uh, public infrastructure department on our team, as well as being the communications liaison to District 4. We also have with us Ted Apple. Who represents the Human Services and Human Resources departments, as well as being our liaison to District Three and other responsibilities for both of them? Welcome, gentlemen. It's good to have you here. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. thanks, Paul. Good, good to be here. Today. Well, let's 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 start with obviously uh, uh, Dan. I'm going to start with you. Obviously, okay. a big story this week has been the recent storms. Uh, it's been a, a few days now since the brunt of the latest storm passed through and yet we still have road closures and some 12,000 customers are still without power pg&e is calling this the largest single storm event in the company's 120 year history that's amazing why why is that
1: well i th- i think you're right there there are thousands of people uh, thousands of residents still experiencing impacts from this the storm over the weekend i suspect pg&e is saying that because of the sheer volume of trees down um, the high winds yeah. that uh we experienced and the fact that it was bay area wide yeah. uh, it wasn't just uh, isolated to sonoma county it was all of our neighboring counties and uh and even down in in, in the south bay and of course we know in southern california and central california
0: yeah yeah it was widespread and for our area uh obviously we did, we had uh spot flooding locations in certain locations uh but not on the russian river itself and yet this is still a significant event um, for our area it has been they're still they're still continuing the cleanup uh, the assessment uh, checking
1: bridges for drift and clearance um, trying their best to get roads open as uh, soon as it's is it's safe
0: and we still have some roads that are closed there's correct? still
1: seven seven roads closed from the most recent storm and i can i, I can name those i've got a list here just for for listeners to, to yeah know. sure once so we've got valley ford freestone road Coleman Valley Road at Willow Creek Road, Barnett Valley Road, Burnside Road, Summer Home Park Road, Fry Road at Highway One Sixteen, and Dell Avenue. And there are segments of those roads that are still closed. Um, most of those are in Sebastopol, Forestville,
0: the West County area, West County
1: area. Yeah. And folks need to know when they see those closures, they need to abide by uh, that direction and not try to to, to go through it. Find um the detour detours are listed on the on the website um and we can we can give that address
0: and that goes Um, for our flooded roads too we still have an issue of people driving through thinking they can make it through and yet they need to become they need to be rescued from their cars as they start to drift huh that's right yeah and and from we understand we have another storm system possibly coming anyway we have we have some cooler temperatures over the next week and then another event coming. Uh, tell us about that.
1: That's right. The uh, National Weather Service is predicting uh, the next storm will roll through on February 15th. That's next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be for for a few days through the 19th. Um, it's predicted to be as severe as the last in terms of high winds and precipitation. So residents just need to to know that, stay prepared. Do what they can do in this period of time. That's dry over the next few days, and uh, and just check check with us for and and other local agencies for the information they need to know to stay safe.
0: Yeah, and a good opportunity to clean out those gutters and uh, um, get ready uh, for the next event. So, where's the best place uh, to find information to so- how to prepare and, sure. and when and when crisis happens?
1: The the best resource available is socoemergency.org. Mm-hmm and that's S-O-C-O, emergency.org. There uh, people can not only get information about an existing warning or emergency event, but also how to prepare and also how to recover. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's really a one-stop shop for all things related to di- disaster and emergency. Um, the current event, very easy to find information. If you go to that website, you'll see a big red box at the top of the homepage. And from there, folks can access information about road closures, mm-hmm. um, power outages, mm-hmm. um, community resource centers, which are areas where people can get their devices recharged, they can get dry, they can if, get stuff if, if
0: they're without power at home. If they're without
1: power at home. Um, those are open. There's there's three different locations yeah. uh, right now in West County. Um, yeah. Also sandbag locations. So, okay. so this period of time that's dry, if they didn't do it, before the last storm, now's a good time to get some sandbags, secure your perimeter, and make sure you have what you need.
0: Well, in particular, we want to call attention to that map, that, that GIS map, Interactive. Uh, it's, it's a great resource to know the current, most up-to-date information about road closures, right? I mean, and that's on that site as well?
1: That is, yeah. It, it has, again, the road closures. It's got uh, the flooded areas, uh, Residents without power, mm-hmm. all sorts of information. Mm-hmm. Um, also, where the status of the Russian River in terms of flood warning, flood risk, et cetera. So, and it's all updated in real time.
0: Again, again, that's socoemergency.org. Well, that's uh, thanks for that information. We also had some big news uh, last week out of the Charles M. Schultz Sonoma County Airport. Uh, would you mind filling us in on what that was all about, then?
1: Sure. One of our uh, air carriers out there, Avelo Airlines, Announced that they are making Sonoma County a, a hub, their hmm. their new hub, um, and what that means for us is uh, about fifty new jobs mm-hmm. to Sonoma County, air, air airport jobs. Um, those are not only pilots but uh, mechanics and and air traffic controllers, um, and uh, and in the future potentially some new routes. So yeah. we'll see we'll see what what comes there.
0: Well, that's really exciting. So how many Avello aircraft do they plan to base there?
1: Two two airplanes uh, at the start, and, okay. and it's and it's expected to open on May first. Okay, so from that point on.
0: Okay, and and tell us real quickly what what are some of the direction? What are the flights out of Santa Rosa? Where are some of those direct flights to?
1: So I've got that list as well. <laughs> We've got uh, they they have four nonstop destinations from STS, which mm-hmm. is our Sonoma County Airport, the Charles M Schultz Sonoma County Airport. It's Bend or Redmond, Bend and Redmond, Oregon, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Los Angeles, Burbank, California, and Palm Springs, California. And I would just highlight that Las Vegas uh, destination because, as people know, there uh, is a big game coming up in Las Vegas. And in case anyone has a last minute (laughs) ticket, ticket. they they can get down there.
0: Yeah, great. Uh yeah. If anybody has a ticket they'd like to hand over, uh, uh donate, um, we'd be happy to help out for to the Super Bowl. I did look on the uh flight, those are pretty inexpensive flights for uh, the Velo. I, I, I just checked the flights to Palm Springs. I have a friend of mine down there I've been meaning to visit, and it was less than two hundred dollar round trip like next week. You, you know, even uh so I I uh, I'm excited about that.
1: Very convenient.
0: Very convenient, yes. I love flying out of Sonoma County, by the way. Okay, Ted, let's go to you. Um, Big story that's been in the news of late has been the uh, high number of staff vacancies that we've had here at the county, uh, abnormally high. Uh, This week, the Board of Supervisors was given an update by staff on how efforts to fill those positions uh, are doing. Would you mind summarizing what, uh, what, what the board was told?
2: Yeah, sure, Paul. Um, So like many employers, the county has faced some challenges in filling vacant positions. And on Tuesday, the county's human resources director provided an update to the board and the public about the magnitude of the challenge and what the county is doing to address it. Um, And the county is making some progress on this. Mm -hmm. One of the key things that we track is the vacancy rate. So what does that mean? The county has about 4,500 full-time equivalent positions. It's We're the largest
0: employer in the county, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. yes.
2: Um, and so of those positions, uh, a little over 500 right now mm-hmm. are currently vacant. So that equates to an 11.5% vacancy rate. Mm-hmm. That's higher than we want to see it. But the good news is, is that we brought it down from 12.3% mm-hmm. at the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. Now, the county's goal is to bring that down even more to around 9%. Okay. And which, that's considered like a healthy rate. Yes. There's yeah. always going to be some level of vacancies as right. people there's retire or, yeah. or, or get promoted or, or leave for other jobs. Yeah. But that's where it was before the pandemic, and that's the county's goal to get it there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Human Resources Director, Janelle Crane, outlined a number of actions that the county is taking to do that and it includes offering financial incentives for particularly hard to fill jobs increasing pay under the union contracts that were approved by the board of supervisors last year allowing workers to telework when possible mm-hmm. expanding recruitment efforts accelerating the hiring process and removing barriers to employment yeah
0: so and and my understanding is uh, uh, most of these vacancies are really concentrated in some of the real hard-to-fill positions, like correctional officers at the jail, behavioral health specialists, some social services positions. Um, uh, and but yeah, you know, if you take that, but if you if you take those out, I mean, we actually are at around nine percent vacancy rate, which is like you said is the normal range, isn't that right?
2: That's correct. About uh, a little over a quarter of the vacancies are in six specific job classifications. Okay. Several of those are considered hard to fill, just because there's not many people yeah. that have those particular skills or or interests to do that type yeah. of work. Yeah. And those people uh, are eligible for financial incentives if they come to the county. Well, in those six positions in particular,
0: are we are we making progress in trying to get recruitments?
2: Um, yeah, uh, the sheriff was uh, in the board chambers on Tuesday, and he talked about uh, some of the hires that they've made to expand the correctional staff at the jail, which mm-hmm. has been working a lot of overtime recently mm-hmm. in order to make sure that they can do their jobs. Yeah, okay, good. And um,
0: and I know uh, I know we had this conversation with Janelle Crane when she was visiting with us, but and uh, um, Sonoma County is not alone in this. I mean, this is a this is really a trend many cities and municipalities are facing, as well as businesses,
2: right? That's correct. Every employer is out there looking for talent, and particularly in a place with a really tight labor market like Sonoma County. We have the fourth lowest unemployment rate in the entire state. We're on the edge of the Bay Area, uh, so we're competing for the same pool of workers that other counties are. and um, uh, But- uh, the vacancy rates uh, that other counties are seeing are are, are frequently between eleven and fifteen percent and mm-hmm. some are seeing vacancies in the mid 20 percent range so okay. it's it's not unusual yeah. what we're experiencing
0: yeah well it's a tough time uh to 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 get people to come. To kind of, and then we had a number of people that just sort of disappeared from the labor force during covid uh, the great resignation they, 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 they described it and the people who retired early or And plus, you have all the baby boomers. We have 10,000 people turning 65 every day across this country. And uh, we have a number of people that are just stepping into retirement. Some chose to go into retirement early during COVID. So,
2: Well, the county thinks it has a compelling argument to make, though, uh, to, to workers. It has over 800 different types of jobs within the workforce. So there are opportunities for people, once they start in one job, for them to do something completely different if they desire to go in that direction. And so... That's one of the, the, the messages that the county is trying to get out is that this isn't a bad place to work. And if you look at the competitive salaries that the, the county believes that it has, the benefits that it has, and the opportunities to grow, that uh, there are some compelling reasons to, 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 to come and work here. And if somebody is interested in,
0: in uh, finding out what kind of jobs are available at the county, what's the, what's the best place to go?
2: Well, go to the county website. If you look at the Human Resources Department, Mm -hmm. uh, they have a list of all of the current job openings. They also have a, a, a virtual class that you can take. It's called Start Here, and it teaches you how to navigate the hiring process. And uh, getting Going through a government hiring process is a little different than going through a private employer process. There's there's a different types of interviews. There's civil
0: service requirements and stuff so like that.
2: Yes, and there's also things that the county does to try to eliminate bias in the hiring process. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, it's really helpful as a, a job seeker to know how that works. And yeah. so you can take that class, and 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 it'll position yourself to be more successful in the recruitment yeah, process. I really
0: recommend that class. I think that's a great idea. Well, thank you for that update. Uh, Ted, we also had a story uh, go out this week about a contract to provide mental health counseling to students in Sonoma Valley. Would you tell us a little bit why, uh, what, what, what that was about?
2: Sure, Paul. Um, so what happened on Tuesday is that the Board of Supervisors approved a proposal by Hannah Center, which is a nonprofit in the Sonoma Valley, mm-hmm. to provide mental health counseling to students there in the Sonoma Valley. And this is going to ensure that these vital services continue without interruption, They were provided by Social Advocates for Youth, which is a a very important nonprofit here in Santa Rosa that is having some financial challenges right now. And they came to the county uh, in late December and said, we're not going to be able to fulfill this contract. It's important. These services are important is there someone else who could do it? And so the Department of Human Services scrambled over the end of the year, over the last six weeks, really, to to, to find other nonprofits that were willing and able to step in and do it. Yeah. And they were fortunate that uh, I think five different nonprofits in the Sonoma Valley said, we can do this work and we're ready to do it. They looked through all of those applications very quickly and, and, and picked Hanna Center. Yeah. Um, Great.
0: You know that's that's an example. We had a discussion with uh, Supervisor uh, David Rabbit uh, about the county's perspective on helping um, S A Y. We, you know, obviously, like you said, it's a it's a critical nonprofit. It's providing a key service for a lot of these uh, youth, transitional young adults that move out of foster care. They can sometimes. Fall off a cliff without the support to really help that transition into adulthood, and um, and SAW has been there helping them for a long time, and and we want to support them, and they've they've been able to keep their head above water, which is terrific, but they've had to cut back on some of the programs that they've done, and so the county's the county's making sure that those uh, people who have been supported by SAW will continue to get that service, and this is an example of that, um, if you will, so. Um, that's a that's a critical uh, uh, pick up, and I'm, we're glad the Hanna Center has been will be there to to pick up that service. So, um, hey Dan, back to you. The Board of Supervisors also awarded another uh, major contract this week uh, eighteen million uh, to be exact. Uh, that is to retrofit uh, the historic Woller Road Bridge. Over the Russian River near near Forestville, uh, could you tell us more about that?
1: Sure. Yeah, that's a that's a special project, a very exciting project. Um, it's uh, been a long time coming. This is, uh, as you said, it's a historical bridge. Uh, the the uh, it was it was first constructed in 1922, nineteen mm-hmm. twenty two twenty um, one twenty two. The new bridge or the retrofit, I should say, is expected to be completed uh, in twenty twenty five. So construction will begin this summer. Um, and uh, it, is a, it is a seismic retrofit. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll be brought to the seismic design standards that we have today mm-hmm. as opposed to what didn't exist in 1922, um, and uh, it'll be done in a way that preserves the architectural uh, aesthetic of the original bridge, Uh, the iconic bridge. It's really a very well-known bridge. Oh, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love it. It looks like something out of Mayberry RFD, you know, it's just a classic uh, bridge, but they are saying this is one of the largest and most complex bridge projects ever undertaken by the County. Why, why is that?
1: Well, the process of, of retrofitting the bridge, uh, it'll get new lightweight concrete deck uh, bridge deck. It'll Mm -hmm. get, um, what are called seismic isolation bearings and joints mm-hmm. um a, a steel truss and uh foundation reinforcements. so it's it's uh it's it's more complex than it would be to just simply replace the bridge
0: yeah and yeah. That,
1: and that's and i think that's why and i think that's i think the cost uh is uh Represents that,
0: yeah, because it's such a classic-looking bridge. You know, it, it, we could we could throw in something more modern-looking, but it, it would be a it would be a loss for our county.
1: I, I you know many many people agree with you on that, and 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 it, it was years of uh, engagement with the community, um, working with uh, stakeholders to make sure that. Um, that we could find a way to do this and the county was able to do it to design it in a way that that maintains that and and still meets state requirements and yeah. federal requirements for seismic upgrade.
0: Yeah. Well that that whole bridge area there where it spans Russian River is just beautiful and um that that that'll be a great project for the, for the county. Ted, I'm going to go back to you. You are the editor of SoCo Correspondent, where many of these stories are can be found in the latest edition of, of SoCo Correspondent. And uh, um, could, would
2: you mind telling us what else is in uh, this week's edition? Well, I don't want to give away everything, Paul. <laughs> we'd like people to go and, and, and take a look at it. But we've got uh, more than a dozen stories about uh, some various things that are going on in the county that we think people might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, one of the stories lets you know, or the public know, listeners, I'm talking to you listeners, Yeah. Um, and how you can shape the design of a new park that's been a longtime dream of the county. Um, this is up in the hills north of Santa Rosa in the Mark West area, and the county's Agricultural Preservation and Open Space District has started uh, purchasing land for this more than two decades ago, okay. right around the confluence of Mark West Creek and Porter Creek, and um, in 2018, it transferred nearly 1,200 acres to Sonoma County Regional Parks, which is now planning ways to open up the property to the public. I mean, right. they want to know what the public would like to see there. Campgrounds um, uh, are obvious, but uh, there may be some other Picnic things benches. that people want. Picnic yeah. benches, playgrounds. Um, what 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 would you like to see? And so uh, there's a short online survey, and people can go and 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 chime in there and uh, have their voices heard. We've also got uh, a story that tells people how they can participate in Restaurant Week. I don't know if you like this, but I love going out oh, during absolutely. Restaurant Week.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh,
2: it's it's coming up on February 19th through 25th. This is the 15th annual year for that. Okay. More than 90 local restaurants uh, are creating special menus and discounts for this event, which, why is the county talking about restaurants? Well, it was created by the County Economic Development Board, and the reason that they created this was to try to uh, help out restaurants during a slow time of the year for them. Mm-hmm. So um, every restaurant's going to have at least one dinner with a price-fix menu. Prices range from $10 to $25 for lunch and 25 to 55 for dinner. And um, you can go there and try some new restaurants and some new things on their menu that Great. you won't see there. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, I don't want to tell everything that's in the newsletter, but we've got a nice story about a family-owned taqueria in Roner Park that uh, just beat out 17 other bidders for a contract that's worth nearly a million bucks to serve uh, two homeless shelters that the county has uh, created on an emergency basis. And so it's a, it's a nice story of a local yeah. family that has uh, – uh, persevered and is stepping up to serve their community.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful story about a small business, uh, and and they beat out like seventeen other bidders. Yeah, uh, for that for that contract, so that's uh, that's huge. What's the best way for people to sign up to have the newsletter sent to them, this uh, emailed to them directly?
2: Well, they sh- can go to the Sonoma County Communications page on the county website, and we've got links to uh, subscribe to both the newsletter and to this podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, uh, 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 or email us at public affairs at, um, uh, Sonoma County, Sonoma County.org. And we'll, we'll sign you up.
2: We'll get you hooked up. Yeah, there you
0: go. All right. Well, listen, that's, that's going to be, uh, the end of our summary today. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you to all of you. Uh, one final point I want to make concerning our discussion about the Woller Bridge, uh, construction project uh, the funding for this project will come from the Federal Highway Bridge Program, which is committed to funding 100% of the of this uh, project's cost. So we just wanted to make that very clear. Once again, as a thank you for joining uh, us today, we want to give you a chance to win one of our Chat uh, coffee mugs, be the first to submit a correct answer to this week's trivia uh, quiz, and we will make sure you receive one. Uh, our question this week is this. What is the oldest continuously operating family winery in the state of California? Once again, uh, we are looking for the name of the oldest continuously operating family winery in the state. And if you suspect that it's located somewhere in Sonoma County, well, you're on the right trail. If you know the answer, email your answer to publicaffairs@sonomacounty.org. That, once again, that's public affairs, one word, sonoma-county.org. And be sure to include your name and phone number so we can get back to you to tell you that you won. And if you have any other comments or suggestions or questions uh, for our audience uh, concerning this segment, uh, please send us uh, those at that same address, publicaffairs at sonoma-county.org. Thank you all. We hope you continue to follow Chat on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Or, of course, YouTube. We'll see you next time.